All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Matt Schreiber here, a little late on the, the intro today. This is Bull Bear Radio. It's episode number 75. 75. 75. Woo! I, don't, uh, I don't think there's anything significant to that Man, that's number. exciting. Can't... Three quarters of 100. Okay, let's have a party. Um, so, you know, been a lot of news the last couple of days. You know, uh, earlier in the week, we had uh, Fed Chairman Powell, you know, talking uh, then we had a little bit of uh, Fed Chair Williams talking. We got and, the Fed. Uh, we got the we got the Fed yak 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 machine going. Oh yeah, man! You got to trot. A couple these, days ago, you they trotted out eight Fed speakers, baby. Trot these guys out there and let's see what they're going to say now. They're, they're gonna, what they're going to say? Try, they're going to try to keep the market up. They're well, going to try to hold the market up. Now, under normal circumstances, if I read this, Chairman Powell drags oh, the market around on his back. Hold up. When you quote unquote, when you only have so much stimulus at your disposal, it pays to act quickly to lower rates at the first sign of economic distress. And the market goes up when he says something like economic distress, quote unquote. Well, they didn't hear that part. They heard cut rates. <laughs> <laughs> I read that and I'm like, whoa. And we, you and I have been talking about this for a while. It's like, wait a second. Like, we get to see a lot of data. We talk about it on the show here. But when they start saying things like economic distress, they have more data than we have. What do you know that they have I better don't data know? than we have? And you want to know something? You take a look at uh, Chairman Powell's demeanor. I mean, Last couple of weeks that he's been out there, especially last he week. a little sickly, dude. Man, he looks scared. He looked a little sickly. And, you know, Clarida didn't come out with this comment that, you know, we should be cutting quickly on the first signs of economic distress. I mean, he he didn't say that, like, uh, by mistake. Yeah. There's something going on that they, they clearly know that they're not going to tell the markets. And, you know, they went from... You know, maybe we'll cut. No, nah, we're not going to cut. To maybe we'll cut. Well, well, first. To right. now, instead of 25 basis points, you know, Powell confirmed last week, yeah, we're going to probably cut. Now they're talking about 50 basis well, points. Well, first they went, the first, let's dial this back, you know, six or eight months. Uh, dude, economics on strong footing, we're going to raise rates. Then all and we can raise rates. To, we're nowhere near the neutral rate. We can raise rates for like a long time. Right. The market's freaked out, go down. And then all of a sudden they reverse course. And it's like, OK, don't freak out here. We're not going to you know, raise rates to infinity. The great belly flop flip flop. And then uh, just like two months later, they're like, oh, my God, economic distress. We got economic distress and we're going to cut rates. Well, the U.S. doesn't have economic distress yet, but we do have a cross currents. We do have cross a, a building uh, uh, book of data that's looking worrisome and negative. Yeah, 
so you know what's interesting and, is and here's something you know like everybody talks about employment you yep. know and i know that that's important and i'm glad everybody has a job and everybody's worried you know is sitting there saying could because we have this you know uh really uh low unemployment rate and everybody's got a job that's got to be really mean the strong strength of the economy yep. the economy's really strong guess what it doesn't in the past in the 50s and 60s and 70s and even the 80s when you had high employment and low unemployment you typically had rising wages really fast and building gdp growth mm-hmm. we haven't seen any of that no, in this I cycle seen any of that. and we've got the lowest unemployment rate in the last 50 years mm-hmm. and guess what the economy gdp growth rates are falling faltering weakening okay so you know one thing that was interesting here's counterpoint who cares right? about unemployment here's all this all this bad manufacturing data has come out recently it's firmed up a little bit on on a couple of the more recent readings michigan consumer sentiment for july came out here and it actually increased slightly so it's remaining solid but at the same time, consumer sentiment s- is up. being driven by the Fed cutting rates. It's all the same crap. Yes. But where they're spending money, say, I don't know, NetFlop. I meant Netflix. Um, you know, uh, NetFlop? Yeah. They flopped on, on they sure adding did. subscribers, man. man down, they, down 12% overnight. I, I don't know what it is doing today, but I, I bet you it's not I don't good. know. We can look it up not in a good. second. But the thing is, right? For them to remain competitive here, right, and to keep paying for content or to produce unique content, they need to have a solid subscriber base and they need to be adding revenue and subscribers. Yet they uh, undershot their estimate by a long shot. They they thought they were going to add 5 million new subscribers worldwide and they came in in the, you know, uh, 2 million five six range i don't know what the number was who cares but it was it was so far under they're actually back to where they were they're 25 percent below this recent uh quarter here they're five years ago uh run rate on subscribers it's been dropping 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 so what's that say about the consumer and that's that that's one ugly chart dude i mean you know a few a week ago, two weeks ago, they were at three eighty five a share. Right. Well, they they're do, at three twenty one a share yeah, now, man. Yeah, and they have a PE of one forty two. Someone said on Twitter the other day, I said, "Hey, anybody look at the Netflix PE right uh, recently? One forty two guys like uh, PEs irrelevant." I was like, "Dude, it's a prices have risen fast year. Earnings have been okay, right? The problem is for they have a very uh, the the price of the shares has gone up so much." In recent years, right? It's up huge. But that's all because they've been growing fast and adding subscribers out of their eyeballs. You know, uh, Netflix is part of this, you know, really important fang trade to the uh, market. Uh Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, the other uh, folks that are in that fang trade, uh, you know, Facebook and Amazon and Goog, the Goog. Yeah. They got a little government problem, those other three guys. And the only the only uh, company that wasn't under government attack out of the fangers is Netflop. Was, I mean Netflix. It's right, Netflop. Netflop. I, I think Net you know. I, I think the leadership of the markets, you know, that uh, and, Fang and tech and momentum trade 
man, check that bet. And by the way, the CEO is like, uh, we don't have enough good content. Okay. How are you going to pay for more good content if you don't have more subscribers that are going to fuel the content growth? And you've got giants like Disney coming to try and eat their lunch. Disney's got diversified revenue streams, theme parks, uh, television properties, well, you know, movies. They have a, hundred and, uh, a, the, P, a PE of 142 because they don't print much in profit and they're burning cash. Like, you know, they start a bonfire every day. And and the and, and Disney's got the world's largest content library. I mean, the largest. Like all time. Yeah, good luck fight fighting those guys. You know, and they and then they take a, a property like Lion King and they repackage it ten times over and and make, you know, a bazillion dollars on that. It's gonna be a good movie. It's gonna be a good movie. Speaking of other good movies, Top Gun Two. My grandson wants me Maverick. to do that. Ooh. 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 Man, I tell you what, Tom Cruise, they he must got injected with like, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna die anytime in the next century. And I'm I'm young and you know, fun. Because yeah, he does all these stunts and everything like that. I mean, the guy's in good shape for you know eighty five or whatever he is man, now. Dude, I'm you telling know? you. I cannot Louise. believe this guy. He's, He's making an old guy feel well, like, you know, old Dude, did you see Ed Harris in the trailer? Hey, Ed's looking a little old. Tom, Tom looks virtually 1986. Maybe he's got a lot of work done. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, something's going on there. You know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so more back to the to to this Fed situation. <laughs> man, that Top Gun dude. movie though, it's going to be a blockbuster. It's going to be big. Yeah. Well, you'll have to go on, you know, Fox and and talk about which uh, blockbusters in 2020 you think are really going <laughs> to. Yeah. Which movie is you know, going to win the box office? Wick, yeah, drive the box office. Yeah, but I've done that before. Yeah, you've done that before. You might have to do it again. I, Top Gun's looking pretty good. You know what else is looking pretty good? That I don't, I don't even know if it's out yet or going to be out because. All we do is read about the dang Fed every day and, and what they're going to do. Uh, that Terminator movie, you know, Linda Hamilton's back too, dude. With the ter- with 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 Schwarzenegger, it's going to be insane. Did they bring her back to life as a cyborg she's organism? A, she's alive, yes, and she's oh, in this on. movie. So they had to, they had to do that. They had to remap her genes onto a a machine. Is that what they did? I don't know what they did, but anyway, uh, dude. So with the Fed here, man. You've got uh, earnings season, right? Earnings season is here, uh, and it's it's looking eh so far. Eh. Uh, it, it's it's a little bit better than you'd expect so far, right? It is actually. It's it, you know it, it, it gives me some hope. Uh, hope, you know. Seventy-seven companies reporting through the podcast uh, episode airing here, and uh, out of uh, the S and P five hundred companies. And we see sales growth, revenue growth, right, of 2.6%. Can you believe that? Growth. That's low. It's low. That's but half it, of the five but, it was. But, but oh, my it, God. It, it, you know, we keep cutting the the, uh, the revenue side, the sales side, uh-huh. by 50%, and people think the economy's strong. <laughs> Wake up! Okay, so... Uh, Hello, is anybody in there? <laughs> I don't know if anybody's listening, but they should be listening. Earnings growth, 2%, 2.14%. Now, interestingly enough, energy, two companies reporting. Materials, two companies reporting. Okay. Um, industrials, 15 to 68. Revenue growth of 0.67%. Yikes. So, not that many so that's companies. Flat. It's flat. Flat. 
So do we go higher or lower on this, do you think, Don, on these industrial companies in terms of revenue if you were handicapping this thing? Man, right I now? wouldn't I wouldn't be throwing money at the industrial sector, baby. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, earnings growth. I'll pass. You're I'll check pass. the bet. Consumer discretionary, okay? 7 to 61 companies, 5% revenue growth, uh, negative earnings, 4.52. Check the bet. Whoops. Consumer staples, 7 to 32 companies reporting. You have revenue growth of 2.27 and negative earnings uh, growth of 2.89%. Sell. Uh, financials, 26 of 68 reporting, 2.89% revenue growth, 3.35% earnings growth. What do you think about financials right now, Don Schreiber? Hold. Okay. How about how about upcoming with with lower rates? With lower rates that all you know their their uh, do you want to their revenue <laughs> their revenue their revenue growth is going to be tough. Their earnings is going to get tougher to stay positive. And, and this is you know the big problem with banks outside the U.S. is the government's policy. The ECB in Europe, especially, is essentially shredding the large banks. They're making it impossible for them to make money. Sure. So, by the way, this is not a recommendation. They're bleeding their balance sheets. This is not a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any particular sector here. What we're doing is, do you think the the, the, the number here is going to get worse, uh, stay the same, which you're saying banks is going to be about the same this quarter, yeah. or get worse, right? I think the regional. So, we've, worse, had, we've had the big banks. Worse, same, or better. We've had the big banks report. The big banks have multiple revenue sources. They have M&A. They have investment banking. They have a larger uh, lending facility to uh, all kinds of uh, consumers and, and um, uh, businesses. Uh, they have multiple revenue sources. When the regionals report, it's more about interest rate margin. When you get some purity in, in, in terms of visibility on that interest rate margin, Things are going to look really ugly mm -hmm. on regional and small banks. Okay. Community so, banks. Oops. So information technology, a couple more sectors here, right? There's a couple it, in between. Healthcare is, you know, looking all right. It's actually probably the uh, the stud at the moment. 5% revenue growth, 16% earnings growth, right? But the two ooh, sectors liking here. Liking that. That, that. That's, you're liking that. So, oh, yeah. But information technology, 8 to 67 reporting. Uh, up a uh, point six five percent point point six five percent revenue growth and uh, negative three point nine seven. That's Infotech communication services only two reporting eleven percent revenue growth and fourteen percent decline in earnings growth on those two companies. Whoa, uh, real estate's looking pretty good fourteen point six percent growth on the three companies at thirty two reporting seventeen percent uh, earnings. Uh, growth so far, but that you know we're we're dealing with early stages here. What yeah, do you think uh, real estate, uh, so far? Real estate surprisingly strong. Do you think we can actually stay in positive territory on revenue uh, growth? Earnings is is looking like it's a disaster at the moment. I mean, there's a, like a lot of red on the screen. So yeah, I think I think I think, I think earnings might be negative. What uh, do you think about revenue? I think revenue stays up there. You know, we're probably you know again it's half half the growth rate that it was, and you know. Uh, it's nothing to uh, write home about, but at least it's positive. I think that the uh, collapse in revenue growth 
and the collapse in earnings should be a telltale sign that business conditions in the United States are weakening that are driven by the economy overall, which the Fed keeps saying is in a good spot. This doesn't look like a good spot to me. Yeah, this well, looks like this looks like the banana peel under my foot, and I just haven't fallen and broken my back yet. Well, uh, hey, we'll talk uh, the projection for next quarter in a moment, and we'll also go over to small and mid cap stocks, which has been a very interesting space. When we get back in two seconds, you already hear the latest insights from WBI's experts on Bull Bear Radio. But did you know you can also read informative and educational content over at WBIinsights.com? Head there now and check out all of our latest content. And we're back. So as usual, right, follow us everywhere. Follow us on Twitter, WBI CEO, WBI President, Bull Bear Radio. We're over on Instagram these days. We're going to have some cool videos up there, upcoming uh, Bull Bear Radio. So check us out over there. And then anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get our podcast. So please subscribe to the podcast, listen to it, and tell everybody how cool it is to uh, be so financially savvy and fun here on Bull Bear Radio with us. So, uh, Don Schreiber, next quarter, right? S&P 500 earnings are projected to go negative like they're supposed to be this quarter. So far bucking the trend. We're in positive territory, but not for long, right? Well, the large companies that report early tend to have better performance than the rest of the group. So the first week or so of reporting... The, the numbers tend to be a little stronger than um, the rest of the reporting cycle. So mm-hmm. if that holds true this time, I would suggest that, you know, the negative earnings ex- expectations that analysts have had are well justified. And uh, we're seeing, you know, a weakening in uh, business conditions, as I just said. And, uh, you know, GDP is uh, probably not as robust as uh, folks would try to make us believe on both the uh, central bank side and, you know, on the political uh, front side. The real, real, the real story is probably a little bit less rosy than the manufactured story, the massaged story, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small and mid cap space, 109 reporting out of uh, the almost 2,000 companies here in, uh, in the Russell 2000. You've got revenue growth, 2.32%. Earnings growth, 2.04%. Obviously, slim number of uh, companies reporting here, uh, 109 of uh, about 2,000. So, uh, Don, what do you think? Uh, we end up in positive territory or not too, looking uh, not too, looking so good? Too yet. early to tell. Too early to tell. Okay. Too, too, too early to tell. I would suggest that, you know, two on the top line and two on the bottom line is uh, a solid place to have hope that we'll avoid negative numbers in mm. the small cap sector. Don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. Right. Well, one one of the uh, signs here that's a little disturbing, again, information technology, 9 of 200, 223 companies reporting. Uh, revenue growth has dropped 1.78% and earnings growth 34% on the 9 of 223 reporting. You can credit that to terrible tariffs. Mm, really? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's like Huawei. It's like you know, uh, you're, you're you're slowing down uh, the, the fast the sales growth area and yeah. the fast growth area in tech in the United States with really negative government policy. 
Oh, that always sounds like a good good uh, recipe for economic growth, right? You know, little companies do not have uh, as much flexibility in their customer base and their revenue stream to be able to deal with that kind of stuff. You, you know, if you lose a couple of big customers, you're you're uh, dead in the water. Right. Right. Oh, well, you don't want to you don't want to do that. That's for sure. So, um, you know, we've had uh, some of these, uh, you know, uh, bigger banks reporting Don Schreiber. Right. And really, when you start to look at some of the, the data on these guys, are we seeing some softness in some of the financial activity uh, as well? You know, we're seeing trading revenue hit or miss for certain firms. M&A activity is, you know, an investment banking is sluggish. Is is this all signs that, uh, you know, uh, the economy doesn't isn't uh, in good health? Yeah, the, the economy is, you know, I think uh, we have the best, strongest developed economy uh, currently in the world. Second would be China. China is, you know, the growth rates in China um, are faltering, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that they're going to slow uh, fairly quickly. That's a really big deal because in the financial crisis, China was the leading growth engine for the rest of the world, and they're they're not filling that role slowest currently. Slowest growth rate for China since 1992. Did you know that? Yeah, man. Slow, slowest growth since 1992. That's 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 anemic, man. Um, did you know? By the way, nobody, and that's that's their reported number. The, no, the the real number is probably half of that. No, nobody noticed this earlier this week, but um, you know, on the uh, the 17th here, a couple of days ago, um, Dow Transports re-entered uh, correction territory, and they were down for the day 3.59 percent. So trans, transports tend to be a leading indicator of where the market goes next. Also known as Dow Theory, correct? Yep. Dow so, Theory, transports. Transports transports. You know, you know the, the surprising thing is over the last year or so, transports have outperformed the S&P, the mighty S&P 500 index. Yeah, because they really pretty, off. Pretty dramatically, right, you know? Right, um, And now they're in, uh, you know, they're falling apart. Uh, that, that really strong price trend is being challenged right now, and- transports are having trouble and transports are telling us what what affects transports revenue and earnings mm-hmm. gdp growth rates it's sure, the all, number one driver so they moving, have moving goods all it, around the globe you bet all kinds of goods so mm-hmm. it's not sector specific if the economy is weakening transports will be the first thing to telegraph that right what they just do uh, they're dropping like a rock, three point five nine percent just a couple of days ago. And by the way, I did not I, I, I guess see that mar- anywhere. I, guess, I did guess, not see that anywhere. I guess the market doesn't read transport Morris code. I, I guess transport not. sector Morris code says ah. And and today, look out below. Today the market's up, and and the transports have bounced a little bit, uh, up one point zero seven percent today. That's so. just on the fact. That Clarida and Williams gave some indication. So this the is Fed just jawboning. This is all jawboning. All jawboning. They suggested to the market that you might be able to expect a greater than twenty-five basis point uh, hike at the end of July, which is already priced into the market. And the extra inference that there might be a larger cut than twenty-five, which would ind- imply fifty 
has the market up and rocking and rolling. If you hadn't had that commentary yesterday, the jawboning to essentially move the market, we have the Fed manipulating investor psyche and market trends. We'd be going down today. Mm-hmm. Exactly on on the comment that we Transports started with the, would continue to fall. top of the episode there, the which was why they're going economic up. distress. Right. Now, by the way, over the last rolling one year period, you were talking about that, right? The transports are down a uh, a little less than one percent, point eight eight percent at the moment. Now, what do you think if if you were the man on the street? Put yourself in the man on the street shoes, right? What do you think the market's up over the last one year period? The S and P's up over the last one year, trailing one year, maybe five percent, four percent. Well, okay, you're, but that's not what the man on the street would say. I don't think. No, man, right? the market's up year to date twenty percent. He'd say twenty percent. Right? No, it's up six point nine percent. There you go, six point nine. That's it. It's it's not actually that much higher than it was one year ago today. Well, you know, the market went up, then it went down, then it came back up. It's, it's just basically. Uh, a little bit ahead of where it was a year ago. Yeah, it's that's a big deal. That's price. And and price year to date, S&P on price you is know, up and 19 if, and, if, and transports are up 16. But the stunning one thing year, is, nothing. You know this, Matt. You were telling me this. You know, on after the, the, the fourth quarter, the markets were really cracking in the fourth quarter. Um, S&P was down 19.59%. Didn't quite make uh, the correction territory uh, of or bear market correction of 20%. And so, you know, the bull market, quote unquote, for the S&P is still intact. We know that um, small mid cap stocks still in a correction, pierce that 20 percent. We're down 27 percent and down, by the way, on this, you know, uh, one year trailing period uh, to the day through today, uh, down 8.3 percent, 8.38 percent. And if you if you still backed out, if you backed out the fang growth and momentum trade from the S&P, it'd be down 8 percent also. Mm. The, the health of the market and what investors are confused is about this indexing, you know, especially S&P, you know, uh, stocks in general haven't done all that well. And, um, yeah, the top leadership of the market, which has been the FANG type trade, has done well, uh, but nothing else has. And the real deal is on January 4th, after the December rate hike, that caused the market to go into correction tor- territory or close to it um, in terms of bear market correction, the f- Chairman Powell came out on January 4th and did a huge flip-flop, mm-hmm. the Powell belly flop, and decided that you know they were going to go from rate hiking or tightening consensus to a dovish cons- consensus. The market rallied. Oh, yeah. Huge in January, up nine and a half percent. That was all like half the return of the year. It is half the return of the year. And yep. then February, March, April, May, the market was down. In between, the market was moving basically sideways, slightly higher. May, the market's down six and a half, six, six point seven percent. And then June 4th, he must have something, he likes the fourth. January 4th, June 4th, Yep, he ha- makes another announcement that, you know, we're probably going to support, you know, a more um, um, a loosening instead of a tightening philosophy. And maybe we'll look at cutting rates. You know, we'll do whatever it takes to support the economic growth cycle. And the market took off again, up eight and a half percent for June. Yep. If I take eight and a half percent for June, nine and a half percent for January, I got the entire year return in two months. Yeah. And and you know what's interesting? And it's all based on Fed talk.
talk. Right. And and you know what's been really interesting too? If you if you look, there's another index out there. It's uh what investors haven't figured the, out is talk is cheap, man. Yeah. Nothing has changed. The economy is weakening. Corporate results are going from po- very, very positive in 2017 and 18 to negative. Yep. That's the trend. I don't understand why the market goes up. I don't understand what investors are thinking. But there, as long as the Fed manipulates this uh, investor psychology, the market's going to move higher. Yeah, well, you know what? The, uh, the uh, New York Stock Exchange puts out an index. It's called the uh, NY Fang Index. Um, and uh, year-to-date, it's up, um, what is it, 17.8% here. So a little less than the than the S&P 500 itself, but it was up over 25% at one point earlier this year before we had the tariffs piling on of tariffs and semiconductors and tech broke down, you know, and the government started coming after these tech companies. So it's been... Uh, That's what we need. We need governments to go after the fastest growing U.S. sector. Right. And, Isn't that a great idea? And by the way... That, Let's destroy capitalism. That NY Fang Index is actually down 10% over the last year. So, you know, when, when you have high valuation, high PE multiple stocks, and they start to hit some road bumps in terms of growth. Sometimes the mighty stumble. They fall. Can't get back up. This this looks like one of those potholes in New York that, you know, swallows the garbage truck. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ABV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Inc.